0: Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the now-buried-in-snow Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, um, we have an interview with uh, Mike Norton, uh, the man responsible for posting on YouTube those uh, secret videos from inside the LDS temple, so you're going to want to stick around for that. We him down. Yeah, Yeah, so (laughs) it was so hard. It was very
1: difficult. (laughs) We're super sleuths. I don't know if you guys know this, but...
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's a get right there. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, so yeah, so that's uh, it's a great interview. Uh, you want to stick around and listen to that? Yeah, you'll you'll definitely want to hear that. Yeah, and because the,
1: the guy's an interesting guy.
0: Oh yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a he's yeah, he's something to listen I, to. I I, I <laughs> loved hearing about his motivations for the whole thing. So everything was yeah. pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Anyway, so Dan, yeah. Um. There's other stuff going on in the world. There is. Yeah. Um, oh, do tell. And, and apparently, um, according to um, an article that I read, God is alive and well in America. Oh, thank goodness. He's alive and well. Don't I, worry. I w- I thought he died. <laughs> well, I was terrified <laughs> that we might have lost him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I was a little little worried too. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people in this country who are very very concerned. About whether or not God is is still alive. Well, in yeah,
1: you, all you hear in the media these days is how people, fewer and fewer people are are declaring
0: their belief. Yeah, that's well, yeah, true in God. Um, except, um, there's one person who doesn't agree with that. Oh, um, and that's the editor editor in chief of the Gallup poll. Oh, uh, Frank Newport. Is okay. His name. Um, and he is um he's a very religious dude okay um he um he just wrote a new book called God is Alive and Well <laughs> <laughs> so that's where i guess that comes from okay um and uh he's um anyways he uh, the religious news service religion news service mm-hmm. excuse me um actually just did a uh, a little Q&A with him and that's that was what i read and blah 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 sure you know it's all this stuff they ask him that, like why did you write this book <laughs> and um your grandfather was somewhat of a southern baptist bigwig no <laughs> uh, oh wow the, the hard-hitting questions. oh yeah, yeah yeah um but all the way down at the bottom of this thing um is the question why do you propose that the government and companies promote religion as a means to reduce healthcare costs I was like, my interest, <laughs> is, my, my interest is now peaked. Yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, and so uh, his answer is, that certainly is controversial. Uh, we have separation of church and state in this country, but the correlation between church and well-being has been established by Gallup and many other organizations. Oh. The question is causality. Maybe healthier people will choose to be more religious, but it's clear that religious people are less of a drain on our mental and physical health systems. So a company may want to give discounts for employees who attend church four to five times a month, just as many give discounts for employees who go to the gym. Oh my gosh. If America were to become more religious, and this is controversial, it would become healthier. Yeah, that is kind of controversial cuz it's
1: bullshit. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this? Yeah. Here's what here's what immediately jumps to my mind. Yeah. Because people when they when they see a a a correlative like people who are religious are somehow are you are are using uh mental health services less than people who are not religious. Right. People want to make causal claims
0: on that. And right. he's clearly avoiding that gingerly well but at what, the same what, time making it what the assumption is is that people who are religious would be just as likely if they were mentally ill to use mental health services as people who are not religious fine right but that's what people are assuming and right, i would say right. they're probably a lot less likely to use right just I, built well, into it because here's, here's what i'm going to say they crazy works to their benefit, a lot of times <laughs>
1: within, a religious, within a religious context.
0: Not only that, here's
1: here's here are a few things that I'm just going to throw out. These are just sort of top of my head things because I didn't prepare anything for this. But here's here's a few thoughts. Mm-hmm. I know at least one person who thinks that it's evil to go to a mental health professional. Oh, really? Who thinks evil? That, who thinks that it means that you're turning your back on the on God. On the help that God could give you, right? He thinks that prayer is the answer, and not, and and basically that uh, that that practitioners wow. of therapy are are satan, not satanic, but are are this, charlatans. It's this, it's it's the secular way of dealing with things, and not the right way of dealing with things, which is the religious way. Okay. So so that accounts for some of it. Okay. Which I mean, you know. Maybe the the insurance companies would love
0: to take that into consideration. They don't want to pay. No. I mean, the guy makes a good point from a financial perspective, I I suppose. Not
1: for consumers of insurance, but for insurance companies. He makes a great point. I'm sure insurance companies would love to do that.
0: And not a good point for employees of these companies that require that they go to church. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. But but here's the other thing that I wanted to say uh, in terms of this correlative. It, I it makes sense to me, considering how our country treats its atheists. Mm. That's and and considering how how many of our you know we have all of these listeners who have written in, and you and I have dealt with this too, where you come out of the closet as an atheist, and your family turns their back on you for a while. Yeah, you know everybody yells at you. Everybody tells you that you're you're hurting them by doing it.
0: They uh-huh. think you're evil. Right yeah you might want some therapy after that <laughs> once you've gotten yourself out of a out of a church that's when you need therapy that's what', what you're saying.
1: yeah I mean honestly it's not, and not just that but but yeah therapy you know religion sort of gets its hooks in you yeah you may need some help wrapping your head around the whole thing. I totally get that hmm. however, were society more accepting. If we yeah. lived in a society that accepted atheism, that accepted non-belief, right? More, which we will, which sure. is happening over we'll time. There. Yeah, it won't be a problem anymore. Yeah. No. So you can't make. So he's right to say that you can't make a causal, uh, uh, correlative there. It's not a causal relationship. It's it it's a
0: relationship, but it's one that will go away over time. Yeah. And this dude. Um and th- this this kind of just speaks to the whole issue of how um you know like uh people who conduct polls can heavily influence the outcomes, of, oh yeah, because this dude wants to see that God is alive and well in America right, and so his polls well we at Gallup have found right, it's like exactly well, yeah, but what are the questions that you're asking and confirmation how, how bias you? anybody yeah, and how deeply are you digging right in order to find yeah that god is alive and well in america you know here's the thing which i'm not going to dispute a poll is is not a religious country right oh no americans are a religious folk right and so like but while these numbers might be shifting let's face it god is still (laughs) fine yeah
1: well, and, and the other thing that we need to acknowledge is that a poll, especially one from a big polling organization like this, yeah. is not a scientific study. Right. A poll is a poll. Right. It's asking exactly. of questions. And so we can't treat it as, you know, so, you know, something that's been... Really well dealt with. P.S. Yeah, By the way, fair. I just wanted to shout out to Jeremy Smith on our on our uh, on the Facebook, our Facebook friend. He yeah. also sent the same story. In. Oh, did he? I just wanted. Oh, okay. I just wanted to shout out to him on huh. that. You All found right, it cool.
0: independently, but yeah, I I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy Smith. I let me think. How many Jeremy Smiths have I known in my life? <laughs> He's a buddy of mine. He's oh a really? Yeah, yeah. He because went. To, I... He 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 goes to to Burning Man with me. Oh really? Yeah. I went on uh, on my mission. I knew a, a Jeremy Smith. I think there are um, might. I work with a Jeremy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> not not not. I don't want to like diss your name, dude. But there's a lot of you. Yeah. Which uh. one of you are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I immediately was like, really,
1: Jeremy? Yeah. That's funny. We don't normally say say last names. We we yeah. like to keep this on a first name basis. But that's yeah. not to hide anything. That's just because it's friendly. Yeah. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy Smith. Well, that's hey, nice. uh, here's here's an interesting bit of a little bit of uh, news. Oh, so you know how we had uh, an election? Do you remember that we had an election a month or so ago, oh, a couple vaguely, months ago? Vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um. So now now that it's 2013, folks are starting to get swore in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: For their things. Well, a congresswoman was just sworn in
0: on a non-holy text. Oh, what did she use? The Constitution. Well, imagine that, because she's swearing to uphold it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, ain't that a thing? Yeah. She will not say what religious affiliation she has or hasn't. Really? She just doesn't declare a re- any religious affiliation. Good for her. Keeping and it private, as it should be. You wanna, do you want to take a guess as to what state she's from? Massachusetts. Arizona.
0: What? Right weird mind equals blown (laughs) yeah wow our neighbors to the south i would not have no you don't see that coming i would not have
1: thought that i wonder if sedona's in her region
0: Mm. or something yeah probably anyway it's it's not the 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 phoenix area (laughs) no Or, or, or or i don't i don't know any other part of arizona yuma
1: I don't, yeah
0: <laughs> but no she's uh
1: she's religiously unaffiliated it's not border
0: country <laughs> that's for john sure. boehner had to swear her in over uh nothing did she uh do the so help me god or did she say no i assume
1: well i actually i i looked at uh, several things uh
0: and, and they don't and say so help me god they say um what do they say at the end of their are oath of office in the name of jesus christ amen no, that's no. here in Utah. Yeah. No, that's not that's not <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I don't know what the... I I think she didn't have any God references. Oh, okay. I think it was
0: just, I swear. Don't they say, like, this is my solemn oath or something like that? I don't like know. Like, there's some silly little plug-in. Because because you have to say something. After you say an oath, you have to then say kind of a post-oath. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the right. the, the, the wind-down? Yeah. <laughs> you just can't end an oath. You have to call on some other power. Yeah, I don't. Right? I, I I swear by all that's good and holy. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Well, all right. So there you go.
0: She, uh, she,
1: she used a document that actually pertains to
0: her, to what she's (laughs) about to do. Yeah, I think. Sure. Good for her. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what would you want to swear on i don't understand the concept of swearing on something at all it's it's i i mean you're 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 say you're putting your hand on something and saying that that's important to you <laughs> i don't know That that's where that's what you give i don't know i think yeah. it's i think the whole putting your hand on the bible was about um that, that, you know, it's like, you know, swearing on your mother's grave. Yeah. Type thing, right? I swear before it, God. Yeah. It makes it I'm a little bit. It. I actually was willing to put my hand on this Bible. Right. And if I'm lying right now, it's going to start burning. my hand, <laughs> Right. Jesus, like that was sort of the idea. Jesus
1: will mean, will think that that's an extra lie. Yeah. It, that's like a mega
0: lie. Yeah. If you do that. So, so yeah, but. You wouldn't want to put your hand on anything. They're going to make I, you put your hand on something. I don't there. care. Yeah, I mean, if I were if I were being sworn into
1: Congress, I think the Constitution's about the right thing. Oh, okay. I just don't know. What, I, yeah, I mean, what am I going to do, Hitchens? <laughs> God is not great. God is not great. Copy <laughs> just as a big fuck you to everybody else.
0: Copy of Mad Magazine. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Dwell. Well,
1: I swear on this modern architecture. I swear by my love for beautiful mid-century furniture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, honestly, swearing only means something if it means something. You know what I mean? Taking an oath only means something if it means something to you internally. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what my hand's on. All that matters is what's going on
0: in my brain. But you just, I in mean, wouldn't you just want to screw with people? <laughs> I mean, just like a big box of crystals or something. <laughs> you know? I swear on this quartz, on this smoky quartz.
1: <laughs> big um, pilot. Big, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. Magnifying my swear, this oath in my in my fourth and fifth chakras. Yeah. Well yeah no, sure, okay, it. but I think that's cool apparently the uh apparently the current congressional oath mm-hmm. does supposedly end in so help me God, oh really, but I'm sure that they just eliminated that hmm.
0: interesting <laughs> all right, well, moving to uh England oh um those uh the 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 bishops the Anglican bishops mm-hmm. Church of England. bishops um are uh i think we talked about this a while not too long ago in fact that um parliament is moving to make it legal for members of the monarchy to marry catholics right um which which by the way how delightful is it that there's still some people
1: in england whom the government can control who they get to marry (laughs) it's pretty amazing (laughs) and they're and they're the the most powerful family in the country
0: well it turns out that members of that family like it as it currently is (laughs) yeah they don't want their descendants to be able to marry catholics because prince charles has actually spoken out oh um he um he's expressed concern um um according to an unnamed friend or unnamed friends actually it says um he, he um he, he apparently it says that um Charles is is kind of angry about the bill um his main concern is that one of his descendants might marry a catholic and have a child that is brought up as a roman catholic yeah that'd okay. be awful and then <laughs> were that child brought up as a catholic and assumed the throne there would be a constitutional crisis because the reigning monarch is also supreme governor of the established church of england right yeah that's a problem yeah and so <laughs> we've got some people very concerned about this reality this possibility rather oh, i'd love and, it uh, if a catholic was suddenly the head of the uh of, of
1: the anglican church it was suddenly just... <laughs> yeah i mean but, it has happened before mm but I mean, you have to go back to Elizabeth. Well, not Elizabeth. You have to go back to who was before Elizabeth? It Mary. Mary. She was. She was a troublemaker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was Mary before Elizabeth, right? Yeah. Was she actually on the throne? I mean, in yeah. the, I'm trying to think about the movie. <laughs> that's the only way that I know this story. <laughs> just, I don't actually know it from history class.
1: Yeah, I only know it from like correlating everything to theater. So, so we're 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 what coming at this from some bad angles here, <laughs> but yeah, Mary was on it was it was so Henry the Eighth was uh was the one who broke away from the yeah. uh, the, yeah. the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and established the Church of England. Yes, and I then, remember that
0: much from history class. Yeah,
1: I think Mary was the one who was like no Catholic, and like tried to take it back to Catholic, right? And then and that's why she's called Bloody Mary because she murdered a bunch of church of england people
0: oh my oh and then they kicked her off the throne elizabeth did is that what happened or was there somebody between mary and elizabeth? she was i think she was killed mary was or something no i thought she was just exiled uh,
1: oh yeah she, no oh no she was booted and then and then elizabeth had her killed
0: <gasps> yeah that, I don't, is that in the movie
1: <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> i don't even know what movie we're referring to the one with kate blanchett
0: oh, i didn't see it oh god Oh my god, good, good movie. <laughs> well, I, don't I would remember. Just, it very I, well, I would assume but, so. Um, yeah, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, the 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 Catholics that would be quite the problem. This is also being pushed through at the same time that they're trying to reform uh, the whole um, girl being able to the oldest. It's the oldest oh, yeah. child, not the oldest male child. Right. That's new, and that's actually something that the royal family is very happy about. Yeah, but they have to get this passed <laughs> before the birth of um of uh the this next um kid from, oh, before from, before Middleton, kate and, uh, kid yeah, comes out. from whatever their names are william and kate yeah when they have their kid right yeah uh oh because knows? because whatever the law is when the kid's born obviously that is that what governs it I believe I so. Imagine. I think that's why they're rushing it through. Okay. Well, you just don't want to muddy the water with this sort think, of thing. I, yeah, they want it to be cut and dry.
1: So that I'm sure that everybody's the, everybody that's going through this, in the back of their head, they're like, why do we still have a monarchy? The
0: hell are we doing? I Really?
1: I'm sure a lot of them, no. I bet there's
0: a plenty who think that, but I, I think there are also I plenty mean, who if like you're, the tradition If you're it. a
1: politician, mm-hmm. it's just so... It's like, what are we doing? Why do we still mm. do this? What purpose does it serve? Yeah, It's just, I mean, it's tradition. The English do love their tradition.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. We'll see how that plays out. Good luck, England. <laughs> I hope you get a... Enjoy yourselves. A Catholic girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> born of... I hope it's twins kid, and really one like. of them is Catholic and one of them is Church of England. <gasps> and they don't know who's who. And one's a boy
0: and one's a girl and they just it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Yeah, and they all come out simultaneously. <laughs> they just fight it sideways. <laughs> they just pop to... out. Wow. Yeah. She. I don't think she could handle that. I don't. She's... No. She's not. God, I hope not. She doesn't seem to have birthing hips. <laughs> She's.
1: She's not a big girl. That's no. true. <laughs> Anywho, hey, I'm gonna go to uh to your old stomping grounds, <gasps> near your old stomping grounds. Where? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't sound excited about Tulsa. <laughs> Tulsa's Tulsa. It, <laughs> almost irrefutable uh-huh. that, that statement. Yeah, I think it's their slogan. <laughs> Tulsa's Tulsa.
0: <laughs> We're in Oklahoma. Anyway, Oklahoma is okay. It used to say that on the license plate. Right? It probably <laughs> still does actually. <laughs> Oklahoma is okay. <laughs> and try to talk us out of it.
1: Um yeah, so there's a judge in o- so there's there's a case in Oklahoma involving a uh, a mega church in Oklahoma. There are those. Yeah. Um which there was a Okay, so so a a 13-year-old girl got raped by uh, an employee of this church in, oh, the, in the church okay. who has since been convicted uh, and has admitted to uh, sexually assaulting really? multiple people in the church. Oh, really? Yeah. What position did the person
0: have? Uh,
1: I, I think he was a janitor, actually.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: not, I mean, it's not like... So he wasn't like... Okay. He, he was wasn't a, a priest. He wasn't in... Yeah, it, it, it's not that. Okay. Um, And that's not what I... So, so, so far... This story is not worthy of our talking about it, in no, my mind. No. Um, so the, why are we talking about well, it? Well, I'm going to get to it. I'm going bit by bit here. Uh, the The girl's mother decided to file suit against the church, which I get that because the church... Because, you know, if if they... This guy was clearly...
0: Were they somehow negligent? in? Well, like... he,
1: here's the deal. So the church said, no, we're not liable for this. But here's the deal. The church apparently didn't report things they knew about uh sexual assaults from this guy and didn't report them until they had done their own internal investigation <gasps> Ew. that's a no-no that's a huge no-no yeah so yeah here's hmm. what's funny so so yeah the the church was arguing in court that they weren't liable and that that, that there were no grounds to sue them yeah a, a judge has now disagreed and said that there's grounds enough to sue that doesn't mean that, that there's been a decision in the case, but the the church was filing for a dismissal. They did not get it huh okay the mother so how much do you think the mother's seeking in damages against a mega church? uh-huh it's got to be in the millions i th- I would have thought so too. twenty dollars more than seventy five thousand really that seems totally reasonable to me yeah, that's such a small amount in this huh. in in our society that is low. I was thinking millions too. I was thinking that's
0: an easy yeah, million I mean, plus
1: or at least half of how mega
0: the church is. It might be kind of a minor mega.
1: It, like doesn't, it not, I mean, to it may me, only
0: be like an 8,000 member <laughs> <laughs> church. <laughs> Nevertheless, I
1: huh, but the whole thing is the the, the thing that got to me, the, the reason I brought it up was the fact that the church the churches feel like it's okay for them to do an internal investigation, and this is just sort of this is the same as the Catholics and their mm-hmm. priests doing their yeah. the you know with 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 the all of their scandals.
0: yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Why would you think that you somehow oh. can can intervene or get in the middle of of that process yeah. Where, i mean rape is uh, why would you even why would you even consider it right? But I, I mean, it, it's, no, it's kind yeah, of mind-boggling. I mean, well, like, what kind of what kind of authority do they think they have? Exactly, <laughs> they have the highest
1: authority. <laughs> it's the highest. Yeah, and by that I mean the highest in the state of Oklahoma.
0: No, is I, the is a church? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's kind of like Utah in that regard. It's just not as it's just not centralized. Not of one a church. It's not one church.
1: Yeah. It's any church. Yeah. No, I think you know. It's just that is so disturbing to me. Be, in part because you'd think that just out of a sense of self-preservation mm-hmm. and reputation, yeah, a sm- any smart organization, their first impulse would be, "Holy shit, authorities, get in here! Yeah. We we just need to look like we're doing everything right right now."
0: Yeah, but for whatever reason, I mean, you're right. It, it is churches just feel like they can handle their own shit for whatever reason.
1: Well, and it's 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 not you know the sexual abuse thing is is clearly the biggest thing and right. it's and it's not just churches it's you know the it's the mormon church with the boy scouts uh-huh. and it's the boy scouts themselves it's yeah. all of these groups that are i i think the impulse is to protect their own is to like try and take you know if if it's an errant pastor if it's a if it's a priest who's who's molesting young boys right. if it's a you know it's like it it's like well this is one of us
0: and why ruin a good priest's career, right? Over something as trivial as yeah, that yeah. that really more than anything needs to be worked out with God.
1: Yeah, right. That's it, what it
0: is. It's between it's between these people and they, God. They know that any sort of sin like that, right? Any sort of act like that is actually sin, right? And so, and so they that, can repent so, for it. it. And if if they repent, why why? besmirch their 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 reputation good name and and why all the good works that they have done and will do or won't be able to do because they're sitting in a prison somewhere i I mean mean, that's that's the thinking
1: yeah it's it's wrong that thinking is wrong (laughs) yeah It, it baffles me but i mean i i don't know this is this is when when people say what harm comes from religion yeah well it's, it's harmless yeah no point to that that there it's is that harm. attitude there is harm That there. attitude
0: is very harmful there's not
1: universal harm no well but there's the potential for a lot of harm universal. I, I i i will not abide someone saying that churches are u- universally bad that yeah the, or the, uh, religion is going always. to is going to help, hurt you and you're going to be damaged by religion period I I just think that's way too broad a claim yeah, to that be is making. Too, broad of a
0: claim. too many good people that we've known, yeah. who go to church every week, who do their thing,
1: yeah, who are yeah. great people, intelligent people, do good work in the in the world, but do for good whatever
0: things, reason, they've got this thing that they just have
1: to believe in God. Yeah, it makes them feel good. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't but, get it. But I don't care. Yeah. But when this shit happens, when, you a, care. when, yeah, when someone's covering up. Rape, when someone's, you know, handling things outside of the system that they need to be handling it in. Mm-hmm. Harm is being done, and I care deeply about that. Yeah. 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 Hmm.
0: Well, all right. Yeah. Did you know, Dan, Well, that Jesus was a dirty, dirty God? <laughs> <laughs> Uh god is a dirty god <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean um well um a a guy by the name of johnny moore um just wrote a book called dirty god and uh he's a he, he's a professor of religion and vice president at liberty university is liberty um, a, a, a christian university? i think it is yeah i I don't know, Liberty. Yeah, I I'm I'm pretty sure it is. But anyways, um, so he likes to go around and remind people that Jesus is not the Jesus that we see in religious art. Oh. Or that he that he just wasn't that way, right? Yeah. Um Liberty and, University is a Christian college. Yeah. Um and he um you know, he wasn't just like floating around in perfectly white robes and this and that. That he was when he was here. When he was amongst men, he was here to experience our lives, right? Uh, And so he, in order to get people's attention, um, apparently has adopted this idea of the dirty God, right? (laughs) And so he, um, you know, uh, he likes all this walking between towns. He would have probably pooped on the side of the road somewhere. That's one thing that he brings up. And he also brings up that, um, just because of like sanitary issues at the time, he probably, um, had, um, was it dysentery <laughs> and had diarrhea on the side of the road somewhere. Oh, we all did. And apparently he, he when he starts to say this, <laughs> there are members of the religious community who are like, Jesus had diarrhea. <laughs>
1: Jesus had holy bowels. He never had diarrhea. He never had diarrhea. People, Jesus, how, wh- how what, what nerve? Honestly, what nerve? Jesus's excrement, of Johnny Moore, was was just translated. <laughs> just it was just it. It just aspirated from his body <laughs> and became fertilizer. It turned into flowers it immediately. It skipped the whole <laughs> stage. Just, it
0: just when, absorbed when, immediately into when, the plants around. When
1: it. Jesus had to go. Flowers just appeared on the side of the road. <laughs> there was no
0: poop, just flowers. Oh, oh, he yeah, made, he made the world beautiful wherever he, did. he went. He really did. He just floated around, yeah. Um, pooed it, glitter, pooed, pooed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wasn't gay, <laughs>
1: rude. <laughs> what? Oh, I thought that's he what y'all been, did. Might have been. <laughs> he, well, that's true. That's uh, true. Knows? Who knows? Who knows what he was? A rabbi that wasn't married? I think... Hello. All,
0: oh. Little light in his sandals, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right? Yeah. Have you seen how his flowy clothes? Mm-hmm. No. Mm. Jesus. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. All, mm. Hanging out with all those 12 men's. Mm. Um, he does bring up some interesting points, though. Okay. That I had kind of, sort of, somehow forgotten. Um, Peter was a fisherman, right? Yeah. We know how like men of the sea are, right? Salty characters. Indeed, so to speak. Um Matthew was a uh tax collector. <laughs> kind of the epitome of unsavory jobs at that time. Yeah, okay. Right? Um Judas, who he hung out with, sure. Was like a trader who always had his hand in 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 the money box apparently yeah, okay um
1: and i hope uh, he doesn't get on to, to mary magdalene being a hooker because
0: she and she wasn't by any actual simon account. simon was a member of a radical political party <laughs> okay that believed in using violence against the romans and so like he's 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 he, what what i do find interesting about what he is trying to do with the image of jesus is that he's trying to pull him into much more of sort of the radical realm. Yeah. Well, he was Which, radical. I mean, he was radical, but he was clearly but that Christians don't like to think of of the guy that's being described in the the New Testament as being this unsavory radical character who right. who did hang out with prostitutes. He doesn't mention Mary. Right, but he did but hang out with prostitutes. He did hang out with prostitutes. Absolutely. And and lepers and all kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. And so like he that's he dirty was kind right of right there. Right there undeniably dirty. Lepers. Oh. Oh, now now we're being now we're being leopard- leperist, we're being lepidopterist. Um, uh, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, obviously leprosy isn't what it used to be. No, uh, and you can't help
1: it if you got leprosy. I mean, absolutely, but but I mean the point is he was he was getting down into the into the nitty gritty. Yeah, absolutely, and he did poop. Yeah, of course he
0: pooped. Of course he pooped. Everybody poops. There's a whole book. <laughs> everybody has diarrhea it happens yeah absolutely every once in a while i mean me i'm
1: guessing though that everybody felt awesome after that loaves and fishes meal Mm. you 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 get some holy loaves and fishes yeah that's gonna be you're gonna feel great it's gonna be like doing a master cleanse or something
0: yeah you think so oh yeah (laughs) whole whole like magic loaves and fishes uh well yeah maybe that's gonna be some good stuff Mm. magic loaves and fishes (laughs) I remember the first time I had magic gloves and fishes. <laughs> was, was, was that at the Metropolitan downtown?
1: <laughs> I think they had that on the menu back when they existed. It was a very
0: small portion.
1: Though. <laughs> yeah, but so good. Uh, they just prepared it really well. Did you know that a, that a, a local chef here from, from here in Utah beat Bobby Flay on Iron yeah, Chef? Yeah, I personally? heard that.
0: I heard. Wow. Over there. We're fancy here, folks. Oh, yeah. We have one restaurant is fancy. We have
1: a lot of great restaurants. We have a lot of
0: great restaurants, anyway. but one that's actually headed by sort of a a really great chef. A
1: holy shit chef. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um well, you tried to get me away from from the south, but I'm going back. <gasps> well, Why, I'm, I'm Dan? going I'm going Why? to Texas. Why, damn. I'm going to Jackson. No, um so, in Texas, I think we may have talked a little bit about this. What? about not this spe- specific story but about a concept here okay um the, so texas schools started to implement a few texas schools started to implement a policy where in because funding is based on attendance yeah. uh they started to make kids wear um little badges that had RFID chips in them <laughs> Okay. so that they knew where the kids were on campus at all
0: times. Wow, okay. I now,
1: love it. Which which does increase attendance apparently. Okay. And uh and has, you know, Awesome. Has some great some great uh effect. Has some negative effects too. One of those being that apparently RFID chips are the mark of the beast. I've heard that. Yeah. The mark of the beast. <laughs> It's a goddamn card with a chip in it.
0: No, um, we have talked about something along these lines. Right. I remember telling the story of being in like my math class. <laughs> you know, I think it was like Trig, right? I'm sitting in Trig, and uh, there there's a math teacher who was total, total, total evangelical Christian type. Uh-huh. And uh, she was just going off and off about... I, it was like the. It was just a rumor. This is like pre people really getting on the internet. This was like ninety two, right? right? And so, <laughs> she's just going nuts about the fact that the that the credit card companies or banks were going to want to put a chip in your hand, <laughs> and that's how you would pay, right? Yeah. And then I think we're. I can't remember how we linked that in before, but yeah, I yeah, talked I about remember um, that very 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 well, and just sitting there going. What the hell is she talking about?
1: Well, all of this comes from Revelations thirteen in the Bible, which who who was it that wrote Revelations? John the Revelator. Yeah, that guy was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah? was a crazy well, person. Like Yeah? So I went back to Revelation thirteen like what? and I and I checked it out. It's all about uh the beast. There's a first part of it talks about the beast of the sea. Mm. The dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It oh, had yeah. ten horns and seven
0: heads, huh. with ten crowns on its horn. Like this guy was tripping. Yeah, he got into some something wacky. He, yeah, he he, he he wandered out into the desert, and yeah, he did had some fun times. Yeah, that that dude <laughs> harvested a special mushroom oh, or two in yeah.
1: his day. No, surely not. <laughs> Impossible, right? <laughs> No and then and so and then it's like the 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 second half of it from from verse 11 on is all about like uh the beast of the earth that was the beast of the sea and then oh, the, yeah. and then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth it had two horns like a lamb but it spoke like a dragon ooh it exercised all of the authority of the first beef, beast beef, mm, beef. on it, on its behalf and made the earth its and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed, and it ah. performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven in wow. full view of the people because of the... Yeah, blah, 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 wow. blah, 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 blah,
2: yeah, he I don't tripping. see
1: anything about RFID, about radio frequency identification. I it's,
0: don't know.
1: It does say... Uh, that the beast also fires from heaven. It said it forced all the people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast
0: or the number of its name. Are they making the kids buy their school lunches with the RFID? No, like if you linked it somehow to shopping, I mean, like first to, to of buying all, and selling. Then okay, I can see the connection. I still think you're crazy. Right. But I can see how you're tying it in. I don't even see how they're tying it in. I just here's what I want.
1: I want them to either get their they have to you have to pay for your lunch either with your RFID card or you can pay with cash and it's six dollars and sixty six cents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the other day at um at Chubby's uh-huh. Our favorite neighborhood Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. Um, they uh um was it you? Was the the receipt came up to six dollars and sixty six cents? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you um <laughs> no, no, no. It was five sixty-six and you was... tipped a dollar right. so that it would be six sixty-six. <laughs> and this poor I mean I mean, this poor woman who's standing there is just like, she's behind the register and she's just looking at it like can't you please make it 99 or 101? Please. I don't want to have to enter 666 oh. into this computer I think I commented system. on it, too.
1: I was like, oh, I love it when my when my thing comes out to 666. <laughs>
0: she did not like it at
2: all.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> so anyway, I, I again, I do not understand how any of this has to do with uh, the RFID chips, but apparently... It does to them, and uh, this girl sued oh. a girl named uh, a, a girl named Andrea Hernandez uh, oh. is suing uh, on the grounds that yeah, it's it's a mark of the beast. Apparently, hmm. apparently, a judge was not sympathetic to her. Yeah, plight. probably
0: not. No, no.
1: The federal it was a federal court ruling. Oh my god! Uh, which said <laughs> that uh, if she wants to stay at the school, she would be required to wear the badge.
0: It's just a badge. It's, They're not no. inserting it. Under her skin. Right,
1: no. And you don't have to carry it in your carry it in your left hand. Yeah. That way you don't put put it on your
0: forehead. Right. (laughs) You'll be fine. You have to like strap it to your forehead. That's part of the school's requirements. (laughs)
1: Right. And yeah, it should be. It should be a forehead strap Mm -hmm. with horns coming out of it. Yeah. Just to remind you. Yeah. That this is the beast.
0: And that's what she should do. You have to speak with the voice of a dragon.
1: (laughs) How do dragons sound?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It'd be funny if they were like sort of, dragons, I've, like a Charles Nelson Riley
1: that. sort of voice. <laughs> the, the dragon comes out of the sea and it's breathing fire, and then it's like, "So, where's the best place to, f- to get sushi around here?"
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's dumb
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's how i want to imagine my dragons leave me alone as far as i'm concerned fire breathing dragons sound like truman (laughs) (laughs) paul lind the dragon samantha (laughs) i love it that's great that's how dragons sound everybody
0: i don't know if you knew that oh my god um that was our last one, wasn't it? Sure. All right. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, too. <laughs> if you'd like to comment on any of this, please look us up on Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Yeah. And like us. Yeah, like us and there. And can comment and join in and yeah. We're, talk to each other. Yeah, a lot, a lot kind of, fun of fun stuff
1: happening there. And then you can email us if you want to get straight to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. That's podcast at
0: thankgodimatheist.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail at (laughs) 424-666. Eight four four two. Wait a minute!
1: <laughs> I've never noticed that before. <laughs> I, I know. The mark of the beast in our own phone number. I know.
0: We went with a Beverly Hills number just so we could get the six six six. I know. So, anyways, oh, aren't we just naughty? Yeah, I know. And it's a Beverly Hills number. <laughs> oh, We're very swanky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, we've got some audio here. Mm-hmm. Um, this... Well,
1: technically, our whole show is audio. Well. <laughs> But this is from uh, yeah, another, another source. Not us.
0: <laughs> there we go. You're right. You're right. Um, so Pastor Scott Lively says, mm. wedding songs to homosexual marriage caused Noah's flood. <laughs> That's what this whole little thing's about. So have fun.
2: We need to remember that, that in the time leading up to the flood, what the rabbis teach about the, about the last straw for God, uh, before he brought the flood, was when they started writing wedding songs to homosexual marriage, and Jesus said that that you'll know the end times; it'll be like the days of Noah. There's never been a time in the history of the world since before the flood when homosexual marriage has been open and celebrated, and that's another sign that I believe that we're 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 close to the end. You know, Scott, you're not a, you're talking to thousands of people across the country, and some of them are actually probably pastors. What would you say to pastors out there who are facing, you know, they've come up with these issues. These issues have come across their knowledge. They can't escape it, whether it's domestic partnerships or it's benefits for homosexuals or whatever, and it's, it's hurtling toward gay marriage in every state. What would you say to them by way of preparing themselves and also how they should respond? Well, it's time to adopt an apostolic mentality as Christians. And even and then to look to Revelation, how, what does How did they prevail? They prevailed by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. And number three, and I think this is most important, they did not love their lives unto death. Um, we're entering into a time that's in which standing for the truth of God is going to cost you more than just a few people walking out of your congregation, and the temptation. To, to compromise with the world, especially on this issue, I think this is the this is the issue of the end times: homosexuality, uh, and it's it's present. If you do a careful examination of all the scriptures dealing with this from the beginning all the way to the end, God is painting a very clear picture that this represents the outer ex- extent of rebellion against Him in a in a society, and the, and the last thing that happens before wrath. All
0: right. It Frank, is going to be a long death rattle. Will, will, will you do me a favor? <laughs> what? Will you stop bringing about the end of the world? Oh, but I thought they want. They <laughs> want this. They want Jesus to come back. Oh, yeah. I'm helping them out. That's true. That's true. Although, yeah, honestly. That's what they want.
1: They they need to get their story straight. They they need need to to be promoting homosexuality (laughs) so they can, like, you know. They need to be advancing. Well, he can't be seen to be advancing. He needs to work behind the scenes. Oh, he works behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) He totally works behind the scenes. That guy works way behind the scenes. (laughs) That's
0: that's silliness. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Yeah, but um, I I caught a little bit of... um, you know, you, you might have to die. You might have to lay down your life for this. Yeah. He's getting his hes getting his you know people what? ready for, for an all-out and conflict. You know,
1: there's nothing more appealing to a believer than the thought that, like, the war is coming. Yeah. And we might have to fight for our rights. turn and-
0: up your loins, people. Oh, the, the rallying cry. Yeah. It feels so good to hear. Yeah.
1: Feels so
0: good. Onward, Christian soldiers, to
1: They love it, man. It's just—it's there is nothing more fun than hearing that you get to be on the right side of the battle. Yeah. I mean, we like it, too.
0: Yeah, we like we're it. We're
1: on the right side. We're, it, we're totally on the right side. We're on the actual right side. Yeah. Or at least we're, we're actually there. We're on the side so, that history will judge to be the right side Yeah, later on. So
0: that's nice. That feels good. <laughs> good. Way to be, you know, self-affirming. Yeah, there, exactly. Dan, in hey, your If they can do
1: it, system. we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, not that many other people are going to do it for me. Mm. I have to affirm myself. That's true.
0: Probably not that many.
1: So there you go.
0: Not a lot of people Mm-mm. go around affirming you, do they, Dan? No,
1: it's it doesn't
0: happen. Oh, Dan. Oh, my mm-hmm.
1: life is so hard.
0: Oh, <laughs> Dan, I'll affirm you. Well, thanks. <laughs> you're doing a knock up job today.
1: Well, thanks, Frank. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. you're doing great. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um,
1: I we have some correspondence. Oh, from various and so sundry folks.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, yeah. Uh huh. I was I was gonna say we we heard from Oh we heard from uh Nancy on the Facebook. Yeah, we did. Uh Nancy um says some, some really nice things. Very lovely things. Um she mentions that she woke up to atheism about two years ago. Yeah. Um and uh she's she's in her seventies. Yeah, she which, was, she was she was letting us know that it's not Purely the province of the young, yeah. This. Which I think is wonderful. She's totally into podcasts, listens to tons of them, yeah, and uh, says a lot of nice things about this one. So, thank you very much, Nancy. Thanks, Nana. Um, we also have uh, we have a voice. We will we receive a voicemail from Mitch. Um. He said lots of nice things. Yeah. We're not going to play it just for the sake of time and and whatnot. But yeah. We got a lot to get to. But he said nice things. So thank you very much, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, um. We'll we'll take the affirmations. Dan especially. We'll take the affirmations. <laughs> especially today. I mean, <laughs> I really need them because Frank's
1: affirmations are are. <laughs> Those are alligator affirmations, right
0: there. Oh no, he's not, not being true. sincere. I don't I, feel it. I <laughs> beg your pardon. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Um, we heard from Erica. I wanted to read a little bit of what what Erica wrote to us. Oh, cool. Um, she uh, it, it's, I hi Erica. She uh, she's great. She but but this one was an interesting one. Uh, I thought she wrote um, my boyfriend. Uh, was talking the other day about his eighty-year-old, very devout Catholic mother, and her, and his experiences growing up with her. So many infuriating stories of her unsupportiveness, unacceptance, and narrow-mindedness. Uh, example, he put together he put together an astronomy, educa- uh, astronomy education program which won a national award. He was a ba- it was a band that performed educational songs about astronomy for kids, and their final performance was sponsored by the university and other organizations, including an atheist one, um, and she refused to attend. Because of the atheists? Yeah. Okay. Uh, He also talked about how she refused to take her grandkids to Disneyland because they extended benefits to same-sex partners. Wow, she is Catholic. Yeah. And, you know, and Erica says, I finally said, please don't tell me any more horrible stories about your mother. I'm beginning not to like her. His response was, well, don't feel that way. It's not her fault. If there's anyone to blame, it's the church. She doesn't have a mind of her own. She only does what she's told to do. Hmm. So here's where she says she has an issue. She says, uh, why is it that somebody can get off the hook for their behavior solely because of the fact that they're religious and do not want the church uh, and do what the church tells them to hmm. do? Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't get a trump card and neither do you, she
1: says.
2: "Yeah,
0: Here's here's who gets trump cards. Yeah. In these kind of scenarios, okay, your mom, your well, your mom, gets your a, mom gets a trump card because that's who she is, right? And so I totally get what he's saying, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't I I think don't, I don't think you get you just. You I think somebody else cannot let her can, can can go around not letting her off. Yeah, the hook. you and I can take her to task, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? We don't <laughs> give us give us her number. Yeah, we'll, we'll exactly. Never no, um, but um, I, I, th- I think your mom gets a pass. You know yeah. your mom, you know who she is, you know she's never going to change her ways, right right it, I mean may, maybe you know your mom to be really open-minded, and you can go to her with anything, right. But as somebody with a mother who is not going to change right, I can say you give your mom a pass. you may yeah, maybe you don't but, give your dad a pass, maybe you go <laughs> <laughs> go to loggerheads with him, but you give your mom a pass. I think I think here's
1: the deal. I think she's right conceptually. I think Erica is absolutely right conceptually that it's not okay – that you can't just shuffle off someone's behavior based on their membership in an organization. Your behavior is your own. Uh You own it. Yeah. And just because you belong to an organization, you're choosing that organization too. Right. Uh, So, no, absolutely not. Your behavior is your own. If you're a racist and you blame it on your religion, that still makes you a racist yeah okay and if so if if you uh hate the queers and you blame blame that on your religion you're still a homophobic
0: jerk yeah and that's that's true that's true and that's what i'm saying is that you can call random people out on that yeah but people that you have close (laughs) associations with and whom you know very well yeah i think it's a lot harder she's 80 erica like what are you gonna do
1: you just, just you just wait for her. You just you you don't talk about this stuff ever with her. Well, here's what, ever yeah. yeah, and you wait for her to die.
0: Oh, <laughs> she she's probably gonna live another decade. Well, no, what I'm I'm not saying
1: you hope for her to die. I'm saying <laughs> you you write it out <laughs> in terms of like
0: the hating of the gays. I'm saying there there are also generational things that yeah here that I think we can exactly. I mean that's my true. Gra- my grandmother is like eighty six, eighty seven, something like that. Right. And uh, the shit that comes out of her mouth, yeah, you know. That's, and you're
1: just like, you say you th- give th- your th- mom a pass. I say old
0: people, yeah.
1: I, I say when you, I say you know, it's one of those things where you're not going to change their minds. Yeah, you're not going to do anything. You just you kind of let it slide at some point. I look forward to being old enough that I can just sort of say whatever bullshit crap yeah. thing I want that comes out yeah. of my head. Yeah,
0: with impunity. My, my grandmother must be eighty nine. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's getting old. I was just thinking about that because my mom's about to turn seventy. Wow. And so Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Grandma's getting old. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'll happen. Wow. That's Happens crazy to everybody. Time. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for thanks
0: for writing in, Erica. Yeah, thanks, Erica. Um, what else we got? Uh let's see. The uh next thing up, um oh there was also an email from Anne. Hmm. Um Oh yeah. That an, was a fun email. This this is a really fun email. Uh, Anne is a um, a librarian in Indiana. <laughs> she says, and um, she 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 says that it's that that, that our pod, she she credits us with um, with having or at least the podcast with having made her a kinder gentler atheist, oh, which is nice. Great. She sounds like kind of a little bit of a spitfire, right? Yeah, like she's, yeah, yeah. She's got something going on here where she gets angry and everything about. Well, I mean, about we all people we... and. We, the situation when, that she finds herself in with and when she you, has a mormon boss so <laughs> which that's amazing yeah i mean i think we all as
1: atheists we encounter plenty of moments that make us mad oh, absolutely but the the question is how are we going to deal with it are we going to have a sense of humor about it are yeah. we going to you know or are we going to let it be poison in our lives yeah and i and i i'm i'm gratified to hear that that we've helped someone
0: yeah i think it's wonderful breathe through some of these <laughs> awful stupid things that we encounter. Yeah, absolutely. Um but anyways, she uh she responds to the temple film. Uh, mm, oh, and, well,
1: that's right, because yeah. we talked
0: about uh the Mormon temple endowment ceremony now being available on YouTube. Yeah. Which which is
1: a big well, deal for the- Mormons
0: yeah because now they can go do the endowment online, which is, no. <laughs> no um well, it, it was great? secret camera and and all of that right so, yeah yeah oh the Mormons didn't want this no, to be available. no not at all no. um, and so she says that she says that it's cheesy, yeah. um, she was waiting for something kind of fun, technically, she um, says it's way cheesy, that's true um she said she got really excited about an hour and eight minutes into it because. The window above the altar looked like a blimp or a spaceship, <laughs> and slowed down, hoping and so she slowed it down. She was just kind of shuttling through it right uh, hoping to find a reference to aliens like in Scientology, but alas, it was just blah 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 um, the white Worm- suits Mormons are, are really good at blah 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 <laughs> The white garments look so cheap and totally bland yeah. um, well, until they put up, on until they um, put on the toga and the chef hat, then it looks more a little less bland. <laughs> Less bland. Still just boring. I think, I think what I'm f- discovering with everybody's response uh-huh. that, we're, that we're hearing in... Because, I mean, we live here. And we, the, the, the people that we talk to are either people who did not grow up Mormon, but who are very familiar with Mormonism and have their own sort of axe to grind right. with Mormonism yeah. a little bit. Um, or they're ex-Mormon and they've just got tons of stuff to say. And we had that creep-out factor from the uh-huh. temple. But what I'm realizing... Now hearing from people, you know, who who come from other places and right. don't have this experience with Mormonism, is that it's actually just kind of boring and cheesy, and who the fuck cares? Yeah, like it, it, like it's just. Well, you know, we made a mistake when we posted this thing. Yeah, we
1: talked about going through bit by bit and like finding the most interesting parts and giving like cluing people into, like, where to fast-forward to.
0: Yeah. And we didn't do we that. We didn't do that. And it's boring. It's too boring to actually just watch the whole yeah. thing. But I think that the point that a lot of people have been making in their feedback to us is that it's just, it's just normal. It's, it, it's just... No crazier than... Yeah, it's no crazier than anybody else. But anyways, so I actually find it really interesting to be hearing this. And I'm kind of reevaluating my perspective on Mormonism. Yeah. But anyways, um, and then she... I, I love... At the end of this, she says um, that um, she loves to find out more about Mormonism because of this Mormon boss uh-huh. who nobody likes, apparently, at her work. Um, and it it helps um, – the, the podcast helps with her little study of Mormonism and that she likes to share with the staff. Uh, <laughs> they absolutely love to hear about yet another wacko tidbit that our bitchy boss believes. Right. Improves morale. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. That's really funny.
1: So, so thanks, Ann. Yes, thank you, Anne. Uh, that is delightful. Yeah. Uh, so now, what we're going to play for you, lovely people, is uh, is our interview with Mike. With Mike, we tracked down the very fellow who created the temple video. The the the, the, the captured.
2: Yes. Who the, the temple ceremony who actually on secret camera
1: went into the temple, snuck un- in, unbeknownst to the LDS Church. Yes. And, uh, and, and did some, some secret spy stuff here. <laughs> Super secret spy stuff. <laughs> All right. So. so here's Mike. Here it is. So welcome, Mike. Yeah, welcome. Uh, it's great to have you here. Now, the reason that we've got you here is because uh, we were made aware of you by the fact that you posted uh, some web videos on YouTube of the endowment ceremony at the uh,
0: LDS temple. Is that right? Yes, indeedy. Okay.
1: Well, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I, I was actually. Um, you know, I, I, I saw it on uh, religion news service. Uh, it was one of their top 10 or their top seven, I think is what it was. Um, <laughs> uh, sort of most provocative religious videos, uh, that hit the internet for yeah. 2012. Um, I, I, I mean, what, what, what kind of response have you had?
3: I guess. I would have to say a majority of the response was, uh, so far has been very positive. Um, it's it's about 10 to 1, uh, 10 positive for every one negative. Mm. Uh, the negative ones tend to be really negative. Yeah, like sure. like uh, last week, I had uh, a couple of Mormon priesthood holders, you know, raise their proverbial arms to the square and, and curse me with the priesthood and tell me that <laughs> if I don't repent and take the videos offline, yeah. that, that uh, Elohim from Kolob is going to smite me. And coincidentally... Like four days later, I got a really bad cold. Oh, so, oh no! You
1: say coincidentally. Well, right? I know. That doesn't <laughs> See, sound like I a think that,
3: that that basically shows the power of Elohim, but it also shows his compassion because mm. he just gave me a cold. He could have given me, you know, he could have paralyzed me from the neck down. He yeah. could have given me herpes. You know, that anything. is nice. He's a he's a gentle God, isn't he?
1: Well, he's a nice guy. He's just nice. a cold. He's nice to me. <laughs> well, that is interesting. You know, I saw I, I was sort of funneling through the uh, the all of the uh, what do you call them comments comments <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the video on the YouTube video, and I I saw at least one somebody calling you out and and in the name of the Melchizedek priesthood, yeah. take this down and all of that sort of thing. Have Have you gotten any
3: official response from the churches themselves? No, uh, much to my disappointment. Uh, I, you know, I, I look at the LDS church, uh, as, as, um, well, I think they're, they're spiritual bullies. And, and I grew up with the belief that there's really two ways to deal with a bully. One way is you avoid eye contact. Um, if you see them coming down the street, you either cross the street Mm -hmm. or turn around and go the opposite way. You just, you you want to avoid them at all costs. Mm. I don't like that approach. The other approach is to go up, punch them in the face, knock them on the ground. And when they're wiping the blood from their nose, you you taunt them and say, come on, get up. I'll give you some more. That is my approach with the Mormon (laughs) church. Um, and, and I would be surprised if somebody in the Mormon church didn't listen to this. And, uh, and you know, I'm, i I want to emphasize to them, please stop me. See if you can <laughs> do anything. Sue me. I would love that. I would put the church on, on trial. Uh, and I've <laughs> even gone so far as to tell them point blank on Tuesday, January 8th, 2013, I will be in one of the temples making a new video. I've even narrowed it down for them because i the way I see it, <laughs> Elohim clearly is is busy. He, he's too busy to keep me out of the temples, so I'm making it really easy for him. I'll either be in the Bountiful, Salt Lake, Jordan River, or Draper Temple sometime <laughs> this coming Tuesday, uh, You know, the, the 8th of January, between – I'll even narrow it down more – between noon and 9 p.m. So wow. if he can't stop me then, you've got to ask yourself – maybe you know does he want me in the temples or does he does not care or does he not exist well that's all
0: very interesting i mean well i mean it really begs the question of like i mean i don't want you to reveal your secret as like how you're doing it but i mean you're not in good standing with the church
3: no 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 i left i left the mormon church in 2002 when i discovered it was not true simple as that um and uh I I decided actually when I left the church in 2002, I I knew that someday I'd have to go back into the temple and record this stuff. And in 2005, when they made major changes to what they call the washing and anointing ceremony,
2: Mm.
3: I actually went to the temple that day. It was in January. I think January 19th, 2005 um, when that change went into effect Mm -hmm. and it was a massive change. I mean, back in the day in the washing and anointing ceremony, you would go in virtually naked. You're wearing nothing but this thin poncho type of thing. Right. No one to wear nothing. And they would touch you all over your body with, I mean, water and oil blessing you and consecrating you with this oil. And they would touch you on your legs, your arms, your ears, your mouth, your lips, your your loins, as they say. Yeah. I and mean, they're touching you all over. But in January, 2005, they changed that so that, uh, they just set you on your forehead now, and then they put a little drop of oil on your on the the crown of your head. There's no more, as as Mormons would say, there's no more naked touching in the in the washing and anointing. Ceremony. <laughs> and but the day that that went into effect, within four hours of that change taking place, I had the entire uh, transcript of the new ceremony online uh, on, wow. a, on a website that I used to have. And uh, and I decided in 2005, uh, 2005, 2006 that I had to get serious about recording the endowment ceremony. Hmm. Huh. I mean, I, I realize that it's the transcript of it is online. Um, you can go online and read it, but you know, a picture uh, tells a thousand words. Right. I mean, when you've got you know full color video of grown men and women dressed in these ridiculous outfits and they're practicing, you know, Masonic handshakes and they're, you know, doing the whole raising their hands and chanting. It, it, it looks so much more ridiculous when you actually see it as opposed to just reading it. Mm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and so in 2006, I got an idea and I realized that, um, you know, I, I can make this happen and yeah. it took, it was a, a plan in progress for, for several years. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm I'm wondering because so many of our, our our listeners don't have a lot of experience with with Mormonism. Um, I was wondering if you could just kind of explain sort of the recommend process, like how people. Um, oh, that's true. You need you know, a lot like, of credentials to get into that. Yeah, temple. like yeah. You, yeah. What, what you're you're going into the temple
3: with. I'm assuming a falsified set of yes. credentials. Um, in order to go to the temple, you've got to have a couple interviews, one with, uh, typically with your bishop and one with, uh, your stake president or a member of the stake presidency. And, and you're answering a bunch of questions. Uh, you have to, you know, answer affirmatively that you believe the church is true, that Joseph Smith is a prophet of God, Uh, you have to pay a full tithe. So you have to give 10% of your gross income to the church. Right. Uh, generally for a period of a year, uh, some bishops have a little flexibility there, but for the most part, you know, you're paying 10% of your income, your gross income to the church for a year, a minimum. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a worthiness interview. You're, you're Mm -hmm. interviewing to prove your worthiness and your loyalty to the Mormon church. Yeah. And, uh, You know, I haven't been very secretive about the fact that I have uh, at least half a dozen friends who work for the church, um, some in church security, some are just volunteer uh, um, people that work in the temples that simply don't believe anymore. Um, Huh, really? And so, I mean, let's face it, there's probably tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of active Mormons that on the surface, they appear to be active, but inside... They don't believe it's true, and when I approached them and said, "I want to get this thing on video," uh, they were more than happy to uh, to help me make that happen. Wow! And I, I have had it's a couple some cloak those. and dagger stuff yeah. up in here. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I had, I had some, you know, and I've I've been so I wanted to give Elohim and and his and his uh, followers every opportunity possible to catch me. You know, as a Mormon growing up, you're taught that they have this power of discernment mm, mm-hmm. that there's no way that somebody like me, an ex Mormon and, and not even an ex Mormon, but I am somebody that people would classify as an anti Mormon. Mm. No mm. way that, that the power of discernment that all of these temple employees have and temple workers have would allow somebody like myself to get into the temple. Yeah. Let, let alone get in and record the entire thing. <laughs> And so when I go into the temple, I've had temple recommends um, under all sorts of interesting names. I use a temple recommend under the name Mark Hoffman, who, who, <laughs> who you may be aware is kind of a yeah the guy's in prison for for life for murdering people and it's yeah, falsifying go- documents. Yeah. Google and stuff. Mark Hoffman and you'll you'll see uh, who he is. I've I've gone into the it's temple. A, you
1: guys. It's a good it's a good Utah joke. Yeah. I don't most of our listeners probably don't know yeah. it, but that's we laughed.
3: I've I've. <laughs> I've gone in with temple recommends. I had a temple recommend um, under the name Paul H. Dunn, uh, who was another notorious figure in Mormon history, and the guy was a pathological liar. But, you know, I I strike up conversations with employees um, or, or the temple workers. Uh, two months ago, I was literally, for two and a half hours, manning the recommend desk in the Salt Lake Temple. So... when <laughs> You know, and I had the whole thing, the suit and the name tag and everything wow. like that. And, and I'm, I'm just chatting with people and, and they're coming in. And it's funny. There was this group of people that came in for a wedding. <laughs> this wedding group comes in and they're all together. You could tell. And they're all handed them recommends. And I'm scanning them in. And, you know, you scan them in now with the, the computer and all that. Mm-hmm. And the last guy in line, I think he knew his recommended expired. Or so I don't know what it was. I didn't even look close enough to see it expired. But I scanned it and a little red light came on the computer very clearly indicating, nope. Nope, don't let him in. And I thought, what kind of a hypocrite would I be? <laughs> <laughs> if I've if been out of the Mormon church for 10 years and I tell this guy, no, I'm sorry, you're not worthy to see your brother get married today. Oh, so yeah. I let him in. I, no, mean, no, I didn't no. say anything. I just, you, you know, just smiled and let him in.
1: You know what I just realized? Uh, the Lord made that happen. There you go. That guy was meant to see that wedding, and you were the Lord's tool. There you go. In...
2: <laughs> Did you
3: just call me a tool? What? No, 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 no it was the Lord that called you mm. that. The Lord's that. tool. He's yes. a jerk like that. Uh, now, the, the funny thing, you guys should know this. Okay. Um, although this is a, a, a you know, um, thank God I'm Atheist podcast. I actually am not an atheist. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I I believe, let me ask you this. If you believe in an afterlife, does that in and of itself mean that you believe in God? No. I mean,
1: you can invent
3: any number of um, scenarios, I'm sure, in which that wouldn't be necessary. Yeah, I, uh, I I tend to be very sarcastic if somebody asks me, you know, what I believe in. I, I tell them I'm Pastafarian, that I you know, <laughs> believe in the, the flying spaghetti monster. because right. I mean, how arrogant is it to not just say you believe in God— but then to go into detail and say, you know, where he lives, he lives on a, uh, on a place called Kolob or, or, or near a place called Kolob that he has wives and, and this is what he looks like. And I'm sure you guys have heard the stories of, of somebody painting a picture of Christ and one of the Mormon prophets saying that looks just like, him. right. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. really? So Christ looks white with blue eyes. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. not. Nice. So I'm not so arrogant to say that I know, you know, who or what God is. Um, I don't know if you'd even use the term God to describe what I believe in, but I do believe in, in something after this life. And, and, uh, I, I think if I had to describe it, I would say my personal description of God is more like, uh, the force from star Wars, (laughs) Okay, you know, and, and it exists out there. It's not necessarily an individual. It's, it's just. A, a power, a force, whatever. Sure. And I think after we die, uh, at least those of us that aren't complete douchebags, uh, perhaps become part of this this entity known as God. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: it,
1: You know, the, you posted the things uh, online. Was there a reason that it happened now? Like, is this a time period? That, was it? Did, I mean, it kind of coincided with what everyone's calling the Mormon moment. Yeah. Was that on
3: purpose? Uh no. Um I like I said I've been planning it for years. It wasn't until Mitt Romney hmm. uh, clinched the nomination. Um I guess it was last the la- well, year before last when he clinched the nomination I realized I got to step this up. I- I'm sorry. This is a man who besides the fact that I personally find Mitt Romney repugnant, um <laughs> the guy <sighs> I I feel very uncomfortable with a man in the White House who has sworn an oath to consecrate all of his time, talents, and everything he has, or everything he ever will have, to any organization, mm. let, let alone a religious organization. And that's exactly what Mitt Romney yeah. has done. I've done that. If, if the two of you were, were you know, born and raised in the church, if you've been to the temple, both of you at one time or another right. have done that. But Mitt so, Romney yeah. continues to do it. Mitt right. Romney has, and as a stake president, odds are Mitt Romney has been to the temple I would venture to guess a minimum of a hundred times i mean I've been through at least fifty times well, actually, since I left the church i've been through I'm gonna say about forty forty four times i mm-hmm. think so I've actually probably been through the temple now more as an ex Mormon <laughs> than I have as a mormon and and most of the time that I've gone in the past That's true. keep in mind when I left the church in two thousand two. It was a lot more simple back then. They didn't have computers in the temple. Right. And the recommends are very simple. And I literally had an unending supply of temple recommends that I would provide <laughs> to people for free that wanted to see their family members get, get married in the temple. So oh, there was this wow. Wait a minute. So people's families were okay with a, a member go. Or oh, did no, they? No. did? Now, these are people that, uh, for example, I had a, a gentleman who was, at the time, he was a mayor of a fairly large city. In Utah, and he and his wife were active members of the church, but they weren't really firm in their belief. And mm. so, because of that, they would go for looks and all that, but they didn't pay their tithing. And then all of a sudden, one of you know, they had a child getting married in the temple in another oh. state, and they wanted to get temple recommends to go. And their bishop said, "Well, you'd have to get caught up on your tithing." Oh. And so he's <laughs> got to pay me to play. He's telling me this, and I said, "Dare I ask?" how much do you have to pay to get caught up on your tithing? Right. He said $22,000. Oh God. So I hope you charged him. It was, it was the most appalling. I thought to myself, wait a second, this poor guy has to pay $22,000 and that will instantly make him worthy. So (laughs) before handing the check over, he's not worthy to see his son get married in the temple. Right. After handing the check over, he's instantly worthy. If that is how God works, God is a douchebag. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. that is that is the most reprehensible thing. I joked to them. I said, "Well, that's fantastic. I'll only charge you 10000 Right? No, but I, I gave it him for free. Um, he, nice. He did actually send me in the mail a Starbucks gift card, later, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I thought that was appropriate. Well, let me let me ask you this. You you went out. You uh,
1: you did. You know you 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 decided that this needed to happen you say you you know you went through the temple a few times after after you went you had left the
3: church and you decided you needed to do needed to do video why to provide information simple as that um i i think in my opinion 99% of people who were interested in mormonism that perhaps were meeting with missionaries and and having the discussions i believe if they were to see what goes on in the temple? Because let's face it, uh, missionaries aren't going to tell people anything about the temple. Well, it's sacred. Or very, yeah, sacred. It's not quite. secret. It's sacred. So I, I I just thought, that's it's wrong. Uh, they're being blindsided. People are joining the church, um, and not until at least a year later are they going through the temple. And by that point, you're in so deep. I mean, somebody told me the other day through a text message or something, they said, you know, you could have just left. You know, when I was telling about the temple and how appalling it was, they said, you could have just left. Mm -hmm. Now, the first time I went to the temple, I was 19 years old. I'm sitting in a room surrounded by uh, 50, 60 people, uh, multiple family members. My mother's across the room. My brother's sitting next to me. How does a 19 year old kid summon the strength Mm. to say, whoa, uh, timeout right hold on and what I find amusing in the temple is they say at the very beginning of the ceremony if anyone doesn't you know want to participate blah, 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 you know you can leave now please please stand up now but they don't tell you what's going to be happening so it's not like you know but you've already bought in once you're doing the
1: weird stuff you've already bought in. it's ridiculous
3: yeah they tell you you can leave if you want to and you know it's not like somebody can say well wait a second now what's What's going to be happening? Right. Well, you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the very first time I went to the temple was in 1987. And I'm standing there and, you know, they're, they're having me swear an oath to consecrate everything I have, everything I ever will have, including my time and talents to the church for the building up of Zion and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's followed by death oaths where we're literally putting our hands to our throats, drawing our thumbs across our throats and saying rather, you know, I I will not, I don't remember the exact words of the first part, but it's something to the effect of, uh, rather than reveal any of the things that I've learned in this house this day, I would suffer my life as you drawing your thumb across your throat to be taken. Right. Mm. And and that's more or less a direct word for word quote. Mm. And you would draw your thumb across your bowels indicating having your your stomach slash open and and you would you know claw your your chest indicating your, your heart being ripped out of your chest and and on the first one with the throat slashing thing, I kind of turned to the left a little bit and I looked over to see if my mom. Was actually doing this. Mm, it was. Yeah. It was like the ultimate version of punk, where you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> "Is this for real?" I mean, you know, I've yeah. been born and raised in the church. I was. I was uh, born in the '60s, baptized in the '70s, went on a mission in the '80s, and and I I had never even had any clue. I mean, I had heard about the temple my entire life as far as how oh, the temple's a wonderful place. It's a spiritual place and mm-hmm. it's all, it's, it's the, the ultimate in spiritual experiences. And it's, it's so peaceful and, and wonderful there. And, and then I'm in there pantomiming my own murder in several different fashions. And, and even then I thought to myself, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced mm. in my entire life. Yeah you know i've been born and raised and you know my mom was part of this and my dad you know everybody's cool with it i thought oh, all right you know maybe it's just me yeah then it's not i mean you could go you google mm. google something to the effect of my first time in the temple mm. and you will find hundreds if not thousands of stories of people who went to the mormon temple for the first time and they put their thoughts on on online mm, wow and uh, it's it's disturbing I mean especially before 1990 now 1990 they removed the death oaths because just like God changes his mind about black people in 1978 God decided in 1990 that perhaps death oaths weren't quite necessary sure <laughs> well I'm gonna play a devil's advocate a little bit really right now and I'm just gonna ask
1: you Considering you know I and I I didn't go through the temple Frank did but I've seen your videos I know and I knew you know people, friends have told me all of what's ha- what happens in the temple ceremony and part of my question is yeah you went through it it's creepy it's weird it's bizarre you're out of it now why is it important to you to keep pursuing it why is it why why has it be stayed
0: with you
3: this strongly
0: yeah why not just walk away right? yeah.
3: You know, I've I've had that question asked a lot of times. Um, I I answered that for my brother probably the best. I, I after I left the church, I was literally like the only one of my family who had actually left the church at mm-hmm. the time, and it was devastating too. my family. My mother cried for weeks. Um, but my brother Tom, whenever I'd call him on the phone and talk with him, I, I would I'd try and turn the discussion towards the church, and I would try and just just get some little tidbits of information in there to him so that you know to make him think. And, you know, he would tell me, why do not just leave it alone? You know, why, you know, why do you have to, you know, and what I said to him was this. I said, imagine if we were in a house, we're all down in the basement having a party in the game room or whatever, a birthday yeah. party. And all of a sudden I get a phone call and I've got to go to work. So I get in my car, I'm driving away from the house and I look in my rearview mirror and I see flames coming out of the top floor of the house. Now, what if I go back to the house? I mean, obviously i go back and I'd run down to the basement and tell everybody, get out of the house. The house is on fire. You got to get out of the house. And my brother says to me, you know, this is this pathetic, you know, misery loves company. You can't be here having a good time. You've got to go to work. And so you want to ruin it for everybody. The house isn't on fire. And, And I, and I would say, well, no, no, the house is on fire. Come outside and take a look. You just have to come outside and take a look. I'm not going anywhere. You know, you just, you go to work and leave us alone let us have a good time. I said to my brother, at what point when I go out to my car, grab a crowbar, come back in and start swinging and threaten you and tell you, I insist, you step outside of this house and simply look at the smoke billowing out of the top windows. And if I've got to smack you upside the head, drag you outside to save your life, then so be it. Now, I'm not a, a Christian zealot where I think, oh, they're all going to go to hell. um, But Mormonism is is harmful in so many ways. There's great people that are in it. They have a great time. They love it. It's fantastic. But the, what it comes down to is, is it true? And the answer, in my opinion, without a shadow of a doubt, the answer is no. And so, I couldn't simply leave and not help other people see the truth. Well, I, I kind of want to get back to the temple. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, and and the
0: fact that you're, I mean, you've announced when you're going to be going next, and uh, or at least one of the times that you're going to be there. I am just um I'm 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 curious I I don't know that I know what they would do if if they actually caught you in the temple.
3: I was uh about a week after the 2005 incident where I um I got the transcript of the new Washington Wayne ceremony online. I was hand delivered a letter by a couple of gentlemen from church security telling me that I was no longer allowed in any temples on any temple property, and if I go back, they will charge me with trespassing. So, realistically, worst case scenario, they'll charge me with trespassing. It's okay. Class B misdemeanor, I believe, $555 fine. I have no problem with that. No,
1: no oh i'm sorry i
2: oh, i'm'm I'm, oh, oh, I'm, I'm oh, hey. oh. Oh, um
0: i'm 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 also curious though about the um sort of the intellectual property issue like have 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 they actually like i mean i know that these people love to copyright everything yes they do um i I'm just wondering about the temple ceremony did they not Put a copyright on, on the, the film?
3: You know, it's funny you should ask that. Um, the church has a company called Intellectual Reserve Incorporated. And and so when somebody, for example, uh, Sandra Tanner with Utah Lighthouse Ministry years ago, when they posted some sort of a bishop's handbook or a link to that online, it wasn't the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that sued them. It was Intellectual Reserve Incorporated. Wow. They are the copyright holders on these things. And so one of the first things I did was I uh did a little search to find out and, and believe it or not the temple endowment ceremony is not copyrighted by the church or by intellectual reserve.
1: <laughs> well, uh, they would have to have they
3: would have to have registered what it was yes. to do that. But, but I've and I've done a search for that. I've I've looked for that and the, the funny thing is is there's there's nothing that they could do to me that would make me wish I hadn't done it. I'm I'm wondering, um, you know,
0: is, is there something about Mormonism that, what, what is it that, that keeps people in? Do you think, I mean, I know how hard it was for me to get out. Right. Yeah. And I'm wondering maybe what your experience was with that. Was If it was, it was, it
3: always oh, it horrible. Uh, when my wife and I left the church in 2002, uh, My wife had a sister that that, uh, would come over to our house and play with our kids eh, probably four or five times a week. Um, She's single, doesn't have any kids of her own. She loves our kids. And so she'd come to our house three, four, maybe even five times a week playing with our kids for a couple hours. And when we left the church January 6, 2002, we did not see or hear from her sister for over a year. Mm. Not a Mm. peep, not a phone call. We instantly became like the antichrist and, and as atheists, I'm sure you guys have encountered that where you can almost see, you know, people, they treat you one way. And the second you make them aware of the fact that you're an atheist, all of a sudden, Oh, Oh, and, you know, and they Mm -hmm. think like, you know, they start covering their babies for fear that you're going to eat their child or something. So, It's very painful. It's very, very hard uh, to leave any organization like that. Uh, Although Mormons will claim that they don't practice shunning, like, for example, uh, the Amish do or Jehovah's Witnesses, I think they do as well. Uh, oh, they do. Oh, but, yeah. Th- let's make th- the th- mistake. It's de facto. Oh, yeah they, they, yeah. they shun you. It's just they're so much better at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll, they're, they'll, they're pretty they'll, sly. They'll shun you and you won't even realize you uh, that you're being shunned, but trust me, you're being shunned. Um, do, do you, uh, do you feel like, did you
1: anticipate that kind of backlash when you knew, when, when you and your wife decided to leave the church?
3: Yes. Yes. Um, I started discovering the truth in September of 2001. Um, and for September, October, November, I guess for, for about four months, I studied and read everything I get my hands on, and uh, for for any Mormon listeners out there, I prayed like I'd never prayed in my life. Um, I went to the bishop, gave him a list of concerns I had. He put me in touch with a fellow named Rhett James, who was a uh, amateur historian. Apparently, he wrote the Martin Harris pageant, and he's a, a institute teacher up at Utah State University. Mm. Uh, I, I contacted my uncle who worked at BYU and shared concerns with him and asked for help. I, I was basically telling everybody out there, help me. I have concerns. I'm afraid the church may not be true. Help me resolve these concerns. Mm-hmm. And it was only after, uh, you know, months of, of begging people and reading and studying that I came to the conclusion that that there, there is an answer. Because a lot of the people would say, well, there's no answer for that. We don't know the answer to that. And I realized there is one answer for virtually every single question I had. And that answer is Joseph Smith was a fraud. As soon as you realize Joseph Smith was a fraud, the Book of Mormon isn't true. It's not a historical document of actual people that existed. Then all of the questions you have are answered. Mm. It, it made perfect sense. All of a sudden it's like, well, that makes perfect sense now. Yes, he was a fraud. He was a con artist, and uh, and his con continues to live on. It's sad.
2: All right.
3: Well,
1: there you go. Well, Mike, we really appreciate you coming out. We uh, we were fascinated by the video. Obviously, we posted it on our website and uh, and and
3: invited our listeners to go and watch it if they <laughs> if they <laughs> could they make it through it. the boring. <laughs> it's great for a drinking game too, though. If you're watching that, every time you hear the word. Elohim, or when you hear uh, the phrase, we will, go down, we will go down, you take a shot, and you'll there be you trashed go. by the time it's over. <laughs> yeah, by the time you're done, you'll
1: be like, what is wanted? I don't know. What do you want? Anyway. All right. Well, Mike, thanks for coming. We really yeah, thank appreciate it. And you very it. much. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, keep in touch. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks. thanks. Um, yeah, so there you go. I did, I did want to read some quick comments that we got about the temple video. We posted mm-hmm. it and then we, uh, we asked people about it. Yeah. Um, so Thane said, uh, on Facebook, he said, so much of it is so damn goofy. I, I just voted for boring. I put a, I put a question out there. Who oh. did you think it was boring? Did you right, think right, it was right. creepy? What did you think? He said, mm-hmm. I just voted for boring rather than both creepy and boring. <laughs> lucifer's overacting is probably the best part he was talking about the the video video within the movie within the the video yeah um
0: he said i heard in the next version of the movie they're going to get shatner (laughs) that'd be Um, awesome actually a fun fact um gordon jump who was the station manager on wkrp in cincinnati right if you remember that show sure and you can picture gordon jump (laughs) that man he was in the temple video because he's Mormon. Oh, right. there was way back in the day they did a film <laughs> that my parents the first time they went through the temple back in the seventies. Um, w- they WKRP in the temple. The, the, Gordon Jump was on TV at that point. That's so funny on prime time, and there he was also in the temple. I'm sure so they were, I'm sure that they were scrambling to replace him. Like yeah, probably because I think the film was an older film right. before he became a star. Well, now it's super well, old. Star. It's an,
1: it's it's newer than that one, but it's a super
0: old film now. It is super old. Anyway, Until uh Eve's hair. Carrie says that it's creepy,
1: it's goofy creepy and boring and somehow reminded her of an old 1970s Disney World attraction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, not far no. off. Worst Epcot uh <laughs> display ever. <laughs> anyway um yeah but the uh and then uh who else did i have i had somebody else who who said something oh um uh, george said that he
0: watched it and it was it was no weirder than anything else yeah just and that seems to be people's response and i'm i'm i was mildly baffled and kind of blown away by it when when we were first getting these responses but the more i think about it the the perspective is all religion is kooky. If yeah. you just look at what people are doing <laughs> in mass yeah. right, or during mass or during a regular church service. There you go. It's no or, weirder than
1: talking in tongues. Absolutely not. Anyway. You know? Oh, so there you go. Yeah. As George on Facebook put it, same batshit, different cave. Yeah. I love Great. it. Great. Yeah. That's it. awesome. Well,
0: sumanane humanana to all of you out there. And and that means if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, (laughs) go to facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Right. Or you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. And you could also potentially leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. We look forward to hearing from you. And give us your thoughts. Did um, you find it maybe a little more creepy than some of these listeners? Or if you're bored with the whole temple thing, just give us your thoughts on whatever you yeah, want. We, uh, I think we need to move on. Yeah. I it think It is we're time down. for us to move on. So if you're tired of the temple, as we kind of are uh, or, next week. Or, or, you know, if you're fascinated by something Mike said, certainly go ahead and comment. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give us your... Absolutely give us your reactions to the interview with Mike we'd love to hear that alright well thanks a lot guys great to talk to you bye bye bye